If no one sheds light on what is being done in the darkness, it will never stop. One in three girls and one in six boys are sexually abused and told to hush. Breaking the silence is the first step to healing. Healing is a lifelong journey. Find your voice. Your story matters. Pain put me into hiding. Purpose called me out. May the silence be broken. Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real-life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock-Bromley. Nicole, in your second book, Breathe, you wrote, by the age of 18, one in three girls and one in six boys will be victims of childhood sexual abuse. We're living amidst the rubble and shards of a sexually broken world, yet most people still deny the reality of the numbers of abused living among us. Unlike the survivors of natural or man-made disasters, survivors of sexual abuse seldom have heroes rushing in to rescue them. In fact, those who should be their protectors are often their abusers, and those around them either do nothing or tell them to hush. We hear so many stories about that. In fact, we just got back from... Washington, where we spoke at a university. And I mean, Mary, how many stories did we hear there of survivors who told and then they weren't believed or they were told to hush by someone that they thought they could trust, someone that they thought would protect them or do something to stop their abuse. And in fact, you know, it was just another wounding for them to not be believed or to be told to be quiet. But I think, you know, over the years, this is what year 14 of One Voice, I've seen that there is. A change happening there you know we're creating a new generation of of survivors who will believe their children if it happens to them we're we're creating a voice a platform for survivors to be able to speak out about their experiences a, a new generation a culture change where sexual abuse isn't as much of a secret as it used to be and so i believe that this is going to be a new trend I'm finding that there's more safe people out there that can be trusted and we just have to find them. I remember in my teenage years before the entire world knew I'd been sexually abused, I was really strategic about telling my story. You know, I thought it over really carefully before I told anyone. I wouldn't just tell anybody. So the person that I would allow to know this piece of my life, this part of my story, had to be someone really special, someone that I could really trust. So survivors, we all need to find people we trust or people we can begin to try to trust and share our stories with them because this is where healing journey begins. And chances are the person that you're seeking out is going to be a caring person, a compassionate person, someone who's willing to reach out to you and your pain once they know about your pain, someone that would check up on you, someone that's non-judgmental, you know, someone that can hear a story and not have to interject constantly. So these are people that you feel like you might be able to trust. And if you have those people, you need to find the courage to tell a little bit of your story. It starts small. It doesn't usually start with just the whole thing. A lot of times we don't even know our entire stories. So we just start with what we know. So we're finding that when you first tell your secret, the response you receive often influences the route your healing will take in the immediate future. So that means you should be really selective about who you choose to tell. And it should be someone you think will probably believe you, accept you, love you, protect you, walk with you. 
Um, Trust will continue to be important as you tell your story to others. As Nicole's been describing that safe place, you may have had a person pop in your mind, maybe a neighbor, a coworker, a family member, maybe a friend, or maybe you don't have anybody who just popped in your head. That's where a counselor can come in to help you walk through your journey. That's a perfect recommendation, Mary, because this is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. And so many times on this healing journey, we get to places in the road where it's just really dark. You know, it's harder than normal. And sometimes we need that, that professional help. And someone who, you know, has that safe office where whatever we say doesn't leave. And that person who we don't see every day. I think it's really important to seek out a counselor for those spots on our healing path. I've done it a few times at different places in my journey. Mary, I know you've done it yourself. Having just gone through Mother's Day this past weekend, I feel like that was a really good reminder of what it can look like to be at different places in your life. So many women are at different places. So you'll have one woman who is celebrating the fact that she's a new mom or she's been a mom for years and her kids are adults and they're doing great and she's just had a really good ride. But then you have others who've lost their moms in the past few years or they've lost a child. A lot of people are mourning on Mother's Day. There's lots of emotions being experienced on Mother's Day. And I I had to take a moment and just really think about those who are struggling. You know, just taking a moment to grieve with those who were dealing with the loss of a mother or the loss of a child. Mother's Day isn't always a great day for all of us. And it's important to remember those who are in different shoes than you. So there's women all over the world at different places with this simple day. And that's a reminder to me of what it looks like to be on your healing journey when suddenly there's some sort of trigger that puts you in a dark place or there's a relationship that just brings a lot of your abuse issues to light, new things you need to work on. So when it comes to mental health and being a survivor of sexual abuse or sexual assault, The World Health Organization reports that survivors of sexual assault are three times more likely to suffer from depression, six times more likely to suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, 13 times more likely to abuse alcohol, 26 times more likely to abuse drugs, and four times more likely to contemplate suicide. So I know that life is hard and for survivors of abuse, it can be horrific, but we have hope because things can get better. There's people out there that truly do care about our stories. And whether you've been to a counselor before, whether you've talked to a pastor, or a therapist, or you know, you've gotten help professionally or not, there's always an opportunity to try again. And I think it's really important to consider it at different points on our healing journeys. Just like the different moms that are out there at different points in their lives, so are we survivors at different points in our lives. And I remember the very first counselor that I went to, I wasn't ready to talk about my abuse. She was a really nice old lady, (laughs) but I wasn't interested in confiding in her at the time. I didn't know her. I didn't have any trust with her and I didn't really relate to her. Her personality wasn't something that I just felt really comfortable sharing all my stuff with. So I set out to convince her that I was a child prodigy who didn't need counseling. And it went about five sessions. And after that, she kind of said, well, you seem to do pretty well. And I kind of went on with my life. 
And at the same time, that point in my life, sexual abuse was something that simply had happened to me, something that I could handle without really letting it mess with my life. But I didn't know any better. You know, I didn't need to talk about my memories at that age because they didn't seem to bother me at that time. But I think a lot of survivors go through that sort of denial season because I did want to talk with someone. It just wasn't going to be with someone that I didn't know or didn't trust or didn't feel safe with or didn't really connect with. So I wrote about in Hush about the woman who I did feel all those things with, one of my teachers at school, and just the impact that she made on my life when I finally told her my story. And I encourage you, if you haven't read Hush, to to read chapter three of Hush because I really outline what it's like to tell someone, you know, who to tell, how much to tell, should you report it, what telling will do for you. But the bottom line is that we all come to those places in our life where life is just too hard. It's too dark. The road is too windy. We've come off our mountaintop experiences of healing or finally being free of the guilt and the shame. And then we hit a new valley. Some type of intimacy is too hard. Some memory popped up that you didn't even know was there. You just remembered that you didn't have one abuser. You had multiple. There's so many things that can come up in our lives and cause lots of unhealthy coping and just depression and sadness and mental illness can arise. And those are the times we really need to seek professional help. And I know that that can be scary for many of us, but you need to remember that Even when you do seek out a therapist, you are in charge. It's empowering to know that you get to call the shots. Maybe there's a particular topic that you're not ready to discuss. You're allowed to tell your counselor that. You can tell them there are certain topics I'm not ready to visit. And you just put that on the shelf and it's there when you're ready. And you want to make sure you're doing your homework and your research. Ask the therapists who they've worked with in the past. Ask them what they specialize in and their experience working with sexual abuse survivors. And you want to be open and honest about your goals and your expectations while you're going through the counseling journey. As you're sharing your story, share a little before you share a lot. It's not all going to happen at one time. So don't overwhelm your brain with that. Just take one step at a time. Remember that it's always your choice to report. And lastly, if things just aren't clicking with your counselor, you can switch. Don't force yourself to continue going at it when you just know everything in you is saying it's not working. And don't just abruptly stop counseling because of that either. There's always other people out there that can begin from the point that you left off. We all have different types of baggage in our lives and we're just waiting for that that safe place where we can set down our bags and just talk it out. And there's lots of counselors out there that have an understanding of what your specific baggage is all about. And besides just giving us hope, being able to talk it out can help keep unhealthy ways of coping from becoming death-dealing addictions in our lives. So it's so important to consider therapy, to consider counseling, and to also remember that this healing is lifelong. You know, we talk about all the time that that long, dark tunnel with a pinpoint of light at the end, that is our hope because it's real. And as we get closer and closer to the end, the light gets bigger. But sometimes you need someone to hold your hand on that journey. Don't be afraid to reach out, to ask for help, to make that phone call. Be brave. 
Carry with you the things that matter and leave behind the things that don't. The fears, the addictions, things that make you feel trapped, isolated, or dead. You know, freedom lies directly in front of you. That light is real. Keep walking, keep moving, and allow people to help you along the way. Be sure to download our next podcast in June as male survivor and victim advocate Jody Ploche joins us with this incredible story. You can find us on Facebook or go to IamOneVoice.org.